Hey guys, welcome to Home Church Scotland. I'm Pastor Dave and welcome to our weekly podcast. Guys, if you're encouraged by what you hear today, why not check out our social medias? Just search for Home Church Scotland. Or why not subscribe to our YouTube channel where all of our services are live and in full for you to enjoy at your listening pleasure. How good was that, guys? Eh? Seeing them baptisms, brilliant. Eh, brilliant. So, um, yeehaw. <laughs> right, aye. So, right, come on. That song, he died so we could live. There's only one reason and one reason alone that we can be saved and that is through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ and having faith in him. We can't be a Christian and a lo loads of you know this. We can't be a Christian based on being a good person because I don't, I mean, I don't really believe there actually exists such a thing. We're all a little bit flawed, aren't we? You absolutely can't be a Christian because you do good things sometimes. Like we can't earn our way into heaven. We get there through for one reason and one reason alone. And that reason is because Jesus Christ died on a cross for our sins and he rose from the dead and is still alive today so that we can call ourselves saved and we can be forgiven and we can be reconciled to God. So does that mean that what we do and how we live and the works that we do are irrelevant? Actually not, doesn't it? So we're saved by grace alone and we're saved by faith alone. We know that because the Bible tells us that. But actually how we live has a massive bearing on whether or not we can call ourselves Christians or not. Uh, so I want to read today from James chapter 2 and from verse 14. Uh, James is towards the end of the New Testament, if you're following along. In our Bible, James chapter 2, verse 14. And it says this, the, the, the kind of chapter, the, 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 the heading of this little bit is faith without works is dead. So what do we have today? Do we have an alive faith? Do we have no faith? Or do we have dead faith? Which is pretty much just the same as having no faith because your faith's in the wrong thing. We can have the wrong type of faith. I want a faith that's alive. We're going to talk about that today. It says, what good is it my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works, can that faith save him? If a brother or a sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace and be warm and filled without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also faith by itself um, it does not, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works and I'll show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. Do you not want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was active along with his works and faith was completed by his works and the scripture was fulfilled that said Abraham believed in God and it was counted to him as righteousness and he was called a friend of God. 
You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. And in the same way was also uh, Rahab the prostitute justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out by another way. For as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead. It's a really uh, interesting passage of scripture and one that as Christians, we need to really make sure we understand. But also it's got a really powerful message to those of us who may be here and, and thinking that we don't believe. Now, again, if you've been in church a long time, you might be thinking to yourself and, and certainly some skeptics would say that this passage of scripture contradicts what Paul has said in scripture, which is that we are saved by grace alone, uh, by faith. But actually, it's not a contradiction at all. What we need to do when we read scripture is look at like the, the, the balance of, of scripture. See, although James, James is, is the, the brother of Jesus, he wrote this and Paul wrote the verses that say uh, grace alone and, and faith alone. But although it's two different authors, they were both God-breathed inspiration. That's what we believe this book is. It's the inspired word of God. So God spoke to Paul, God spoke to James and actually the, the two verses don't contradict each other at all. They just back each other up and actually they're, they're talking about the same thing. And just as James says this, what good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works, can that faith save him? James is actually saying something similar to what his brother Jesus said. Now, James, as we know, didn't, it didn't really believe in Jesus until after the resurrection, despite being Jesus' brother. But Jesus, when he's given the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 7, said that any tree that does not bear fruit is cut off and thrown into the fire. So Jesus himself is saying, like, if you don't look like you're doing something, if you're not build, making fruit, if you're not like a, almost, if your life isn't in a certain manner, then you're going, to be, you're going to be cut off. You're not going to make it to heaven. It says, can that faith save him? Can a faith like that save someone? A faith like what? Well, a faith that says, what good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith? See, having faith isn't just something that we say. A belief in Jesus isn't just something we can, you know, we can theoretically talk about. And one of the issues that I've seen in my Christian journey is there's, there's churches that are so full of people who know the jargon inside out and back to front, but have no demonstrable faith. Is that a word? Come on, Dave. That was a good one, that. No demonstrable like, look of actually having faith. It's easy to talk the talk. It's easy to learn jargon. It's easy to say the right things. But do you, do you actually have faith in Jesus? A faith that just speaks is not enough to save. A faith that is just something you talk about is not enough to save. Seeing that you have faith in God, seeing that you have faith in Jesus is just not enough. I'll probably come back to that in a wee second. It gives us an example. It says, if a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warm and filled without giving them the things they need for the body, what good is that? A really, really practical example. So there's a there's somebody, there's a brother or sister, and like they're freezing, they've got no clothes, and you're standing there with a t-shirt on and a pullover on and a like what is it? 
a gilet on, like one of them body warmer things, right? And you've got a hat on, and you've got an overcoat on, and you're actually, you're a little bit kind of sweaty because you're too hot. And there's a dude over there freezing. And you say, oh, I'm going to pray that you're going to be made warm. And that's what we do a lot in chat. I'm going to pray for you. Just give him your blooming jacket, pal. Like, what good is it saying I'm going to pray for you when, when someone's actually in trouble? And the thing, like, it says, go in peace and be warm and filled. So James has given as an example of, like, the person understands the issue. They see the issue. They know the person needs to be made warm. So they're like, go and be warm. So you understand the issue, but you've done nothing about it. So James is saying, what good is it if you understand, but you've done nothing about it? And I see, it breaks my heart, man. Honestly, it does. I see people in churches all over the place. I've, I've, I've seen them. I've seen them in this church. I've seen them in every church I've ever been in. And they understand the truth. They understand about Jesus, but the life that they're living would make you think that they don't because they've put living the way they want to live ahead of living for Jesus. And it breaks my heart and it should break all of our hearts. It's not simply enough to say, yeah, I believe Jesus died for my sins. Well, what are you going to do about it then? I believe in God. Well, what are you going to do about it then? It, just speaking doesn't work. It says, what good is that? And so also faith by itself, it, if it does not have works, is dead. And here is where it doesn't contradict Paul's words at all. It is by faith alone that we're saved and not by works. But what type of faith is it we're saved by? A living faith and not a dead faith. The two are very, very different things. How do you know? How do you know a baby's alive? <laughs> like, like, you put it down, it's like, honest. Ah, and it's crying and it's moving. And it's like, you, sometimes you just kind of get them to be quiet. And it's, you just, you, you, would, you know, you would do anything for it to be quiet other than kill it probably, but it's like, that's not working. But it's like, do you know, do you know what I mean? Like they, they move, they talk, they like, they wriggle, they, they like, other, they, they just don't stop, do they? And I actually love that about them. I love the babies in home church, by the way. But how do we know they're not dead? Cause they do something. How do we know that we're not dead? Because like we do stuff and we move and we breathe and we're alive and there's, there's something about us that signifies whether we're alive or whether we're not. And it's the same with faith. There's something that distinguishes faith between whether faith is alive or whether faith is dead. And the thing that distinguishes it is how we are living. If something's alive, it does something. And a saving faith, an alive faith will be more than just words. It will be actions as well. And James can hear the cynics already. He says, but someone will say, you have faith and I have works. It's like, oh, well, we're not all the same. You know, there's introverts, there's extroverts. You've got faith, but we've got works and like everyone's different. And James is like, no, 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 no. If you have an alive faith, if you have a saving faith, it's going to present itself in how you live your life. Show me your faith apart from your works, he says, and I'll show you my faith by my works. How do you know someone has faith by their works, by their fruit? They are known. Jesus said the same thing. And then he says, you believe that God is one. You do well. That's like a put down in the days of the Bible, right? That's like whoop-de-doo. 
You believe that Jesus is well done, well done, well done. Even the blooming demons believe that. Even Satan believes that. Satan believes Jesus is real. Satan can spout off scripture the same as the rest of us. He, he tried it with Jesus. He said, even the demons believe and they shudder. Now that scares me. The fact that the Bible tells us that demons give more respect to Jesus than what a whole lot of churches do. Because there's not a whole lot of Christians have a fear of God anymore. There's not a whole lot of Christians that want to live a God-pleasing and God-fearing life anymore. We want to be able to say we've got faith, but just keep on living our lives the way we want to live them, looking the same as everyone else. And a faith like that doesn't save. A faith like that is dead. Scares me that demons would give more fear to Jesus than what we would. But thinking about that, Satan believes in Jesus. Satan knows Jesus was raised from the dead. Satan knows who God is. Satan knows that stuff. He's been defeated by it, right? But he's not, he's not saved and neither are the, are the demons because it's, it's not just knowledge that saves us. It's what a response to that knowledge is. And one of the biggest fears I have, one of the biggest issues I have, and one of Satan's, I'm telling you right now, man, it's one of the biggest plans of the enemy is to have folk all over the world who think they're saved, but they're not. And the churches are full of people who think they're saved and going to heaven, but they're not. They think they're saved because they say, yeah, I believe in God. Yeah, I believe in Jesus, but like, you know, I'm kind of busy just now. I'm kind of doing my own thing. I'm, I'm like, I'm going down this path, but I believe, so I'm okay. And some of us is like, some of us as parents, man, fall into the trap of it. Like, our, our kids are off, like, terrorizing the town. And we're like, oh, it's okay because, I mean, he does believe. So they'll be okay. So then this false sense of security, even over the salvation of our kids, means we're not on our knees praying for them earnestly because we've convinced ourselves that they're actually saved when maybe they're not. Now, and some of you might be getting uncomfortable and annoyed with me today saying like, who are you to tell us whether we're saved or not? I'm nobody to tell MD whether they're saved or not. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. That demons believe in Jesus, but he ain't saved. Satan believes, but he ain't saved. Being a Christian is not just about saying, yeah, I believe in Jesus. Being a Christian is not just a profession with your mouth. Being a Christian is allowing Jesus into your life to transform it. If your life has not been transformed, you're probably not a Christian. And that's no me talking, that's the Bible talking, right? But it should scare us. Not in a, not in a bad way. In a good way that brings us to a, a place of actual faith. I don't want to be a church full of people who think they believe, but don't. I want to, don't want to be a church full of people that think they have faith, but they don't. See, it's not just faith that saves you. It's faith in Jesus that saves you. And if you have faith in Jesus, your life's going to change. And it's a wonderful thing to have your life transformed by Jesus. And when your life is transformed by Jesus, then guess what? It looks different. You've got peace when you shouldn't have peace. 
You've got joy when you shouldn't have joy. All of a sudden, I'm like loving this Bible, man. I just want to read it. All of a sudden, I'm loving people greater than I ever did before. All of a sudden, I'm reacting to issues differently than I looked before. That's the sort of works it's talking about. Not charity work. Not, do you know what I mean? Not like superficial stuff that we're doing to make ourselves look good. That stuff can't save you. But if we're truly saved and truly transformed through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, then our life is going to look different. So that's my question for us today is, does your life look different? When you became a Christian, when you, when you came to that understanding and realization that you believed in Jesus, what did you do about it? Did it stay at that point? Do you have a dead faith? Or can you actually point to the differences in your life? And my goodness me, there should be differences. And the differences are amazing, by the way. And he keeps transforming us. Like even me as a Christian 15 years ago to the Christian that I am now, totally different because I love Jesus and, and Jesus is continually transforming my life. Again, it breaks my heart when I see people in church and they can tell you about the Bible and actually they can worship God with their hands in the air and they can say all of the right stuff, but they're putting an ungodly relationship before walking with Jesus? Does that seem like someone who's got an alive faith to anyone? There's, see, because this is the thing, man, and I'm sorry, right? But I'm not really sorry. If you really understood that the way you were living your life was taking you to hell, if you really understood it, you would allow your life to be changed. But if you don't understand it, you'll just keep living your life the same way. So can works make a person a Christian? Absolutely not. Can works lead to salvation? Absolutely not. But salvation always leads to works. Salvation always leads to a changed life. Salvation always leads to transformation. And if your life is not transformed, I don't, I would question your salvation. Now, I can question it as much as I want. It's not for me to question it. It's actually for you to question it. I, I have, I've got no bearing or not on whether any of you get to heaven or not. It's nothing to do with me. It's all to do with Jesus. But I just want to encourage you. I read things like this. I'm like, that's scary, that, isn't it? I want to be assured of my salvation. And I just hope today, you're hearing these like amazing testimonies of these young people that are they're making this decision to go and live for Jesus. I just want to encourage you guys, be different and live different. Don't like, don't ever slip back into trying to be like everyone else or act in the same way as other people. Live a different life. Let Jesus set you apart. And like, and by the way, doing that's not always easy. You come under all sorts of opposition and stuff, but Jesus can carry you through every single bit of it. And I just want us to be a different church. I would just love us to be a different church. I'd love us to be a church that like, like we totally understand that our works don't save us, but the, the love of Jesus is so evident in and through this church because of how we conduct ourselves and because of how we live our lives. Is, is MD else up for that? I'm up for some of that. That's what I want. So let's get the band up. I'm just going to pray for you. Jesus, I just pray today that um, you would really speak to all of our hearts today. I've been challenged reading this uh, passage of Scripture. I've been challenged 
to just to make sure that I'm living that different life, God. I, I, I'm, I'm so thankful for your death and resurrection. I'm so thankful for your grace, which is the only reason I can stand here as saved. But that, that grace is, is so much deeper than, than sometimes we give it credit for. I'm thankful that you didn't just stop it saving us, but actually you desire to change us as well and make us more like you and, and draw us into a closer relationship with you and, 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 and all of these things. God, I pray today, it's absolutely not for me to say whether people's faith is alive or dead or whether they don't have any, but I pray today that you would speak into the hearts and lives of people in this place. I pray today, God, that um, if there's people here and they don't have faith, I pray that today they would make a decision to put their life in, into your hands, to have faith for the first time, to receive Jesus for the first time, or even if it's just to make a decision like, I believe there's something here. I've heard what was said today. I, I can feel something different. There's like something going on deep inside that I don't quite understand, and I want to know more about it. Jesus, please convict people's hearts right now. Cut us to the heart, God. I pray if there's people here who don't know you and need to start thinking about that relationship with you but God I pray today for a fresh challenge to many of us in this place it's so easy for us to just start going through the motions it's so easy for us to have a head knowledge but not a transformed life God if there's people here today that um, are not truly living for you there's still loads of their old life like hanging on by the coattails pulling them down stealing their peace putting distance between themselves and you, God. I pray that you would give them the encouragement they need today to respond and to change that and to live differently. For any of us that need a change in life, for any of us that are not living our lives in the manner that you've called us to, then I pray that you would just convict us today through your Holy Spirit and that you would change us today in a way that only you can and transform our lives Make us different people. Make us godly people. God, I pray that our faith would be so evident through how we live our lives. Our faith would be so evident through our works. Change us, God, I pray. And I just ask the church to stand with me. Is that okay? And uh, I just want to give people an opportunity really to respond before we move on. If we can keep our eyes closed and our heads bowed, I'd really appreciate it. Just to give... Uh, people with some privacy. If you're here today and you just have that conviction in your heart, even if it just does a part of your life that you've kept separate from God, there's a part of your life that has not been transformed through your faith. And you know really that you have come to believe in Jesus. You've maybe even professed Jesus. But if you're honest with yourself, and this is between you and Jesus, nobody looking about, if you're honest with yourself, that faith has not transformed your life in the way that you know this morning it should have. And today you want to make a decision to afresh place your life into the hands of Jesus and allow him to completely transform your life in a new way. If that's you, can you put your hand up real quick so I can see it? I'm just going to pray for you guys really quickly. See your hand. Please see your hand. This is a great opportunity for you to draw a new line in the sand. Like, I'll leave here today. My life's going to be different. I want to be completely sold out and completely transformed and completely alive and living for Jesus. Is, is there anyone else today? 
wants to respond to that, just put your hand up real quick so I can see it. And again, there's a lot of people. And sorry if there's people in the overflow, and obviously I'm not seeing you, but if it's you, please come speak to me at the end. God, I pray for these people who are uh, brave enough to respond to you today. I pray for complete transformation of their lives. I pray, God, for any strongholds over them to be broken in the name of Jesus. I pray for anything that would be pulling them down or holding them back to be completely uh, destroyed in the name of Jesus. I pray that they would have a fresh passion to follow you, a fresh passion to get into the world, a fresh passion to live for you. And God, I pray that even from this point on, that the life's changing would be so significant that it would change the lives of those around about them because they can't deny the change that's happened in their lives. I thank you for them, God, and I pray for their strengthening today, strengthening such it can only come from you and transformation such it can only come from you. Ask that in the mighty name of Jesus. And just before we open our eyes, while our eyes are still closed and heads bowed, I just want to give that opportunity. You might have came today just to see your friends getting wet, but actually you've just been hit by the knowledge that Jesus is real. You've been fighting it for years. You've been denying it for years. You've been walking away from it for years. But, uh, or, or maybe you've never even thought about it, but you've been challenged with it today and you know that Jesus is real. And you know that today's the day to put your life into the hands of Jesus. You want this transformation in your life for the first time. If there's anyone here who wants to even have a discussion with me or one of the team about following Jesus or give your life to him, can you just put your hand up real quick so I can see it? And if that's you, myself, or, or one of the team will come and pray with you at the end. Is there anyone who wants to accept Jesus today for the first time? Well, Jesus, I thank you so much for what you've done in this place. I thank you for uh, those, those decisions to be fully transformed for you. And I pray that as a church, you would continuously work in us and through us and continue to draw us closer to you. We just want to love you and represent you properly. And I pray that, I pray that we would be known by our fruits and not by our words that we would be known by our actions, that we would never be a church of dead faith, would never be a people of dead faith. We're so thankful for how you're moving here, how you're working here, and we just afresh commit this church into your hands for your will to be done. And it lead us and guide us, we pray. This church is not ours, it's yours, and we desire nothing that doesn't come from you. We desire no growth that is not from you. We, de we, we, we don't desire any teaching that is not from you, any works that is not from you. We just, we just want you to lead and guide this church in every single imaginable way. We love you so much. We thank you for what we've witnessed today. Thank you for how you've worked in this place today. And we pray all of this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Home Church Scotland podcast. If you have any questions about what you heard today, feel free to get in touch with me. My email is dave at homechurch.scot.com.